Hello and welcome to Every Youth Matters. I'm Dr. John Tan. For the past 30 years, I've been helping youths realize their life potential. In recent years though, I've helped many parents, teachers, counselors and youth workers engage their young people. In this podcast, I will share tips, tools and ways to reach who may be that difficult or challenging youth who just will not respond to your best intentions. What can we do to reach and win their hearts? I believe that the youth's potential is too precious a gift to waste. So come, join me in this journey for Every Youth Matters. Welcome, welcome to Every Youth Matters. This is Dr. John Tan. And today we continue about talking about how we can help our teenagers when they are going through the cognitive development aspect. And in the previous episode, I talked about the brain development. Yeah, we will continue to talk about the brain development. But today we'll be looking at the challenges. Yeah, we'll be spending more time about this because it is a very challenging time. It is sometimes difficult to understand the motive. uh, I mean, looking at the actions of the young person, we always wonder what were they thinking? And once again, the rejoinder for that is that they were not thinking more as in they were using their feelings, all right? So we know. Uh, it's also a good time to develop habits, uh, positive habits, right? We will have to ingrain. It doesn't come automatically. The negative ones, we do not need. They will. They will not. We do not need to teach the young person. They will get it from their peers. All right. So, more of that later. We talk about social development, but for now, we are looking at what we can do, or rather, what we must know before we can do something about it. And that will be this. There are certain challenges uh, that pose with regards to cognitive development, and the first is this. The teenager will go through competing motivations, right? So what do I mean by that? Competing motivations. What I mean by that? I mean that it will be more like they know it, but they desire something else. For example, they do know um, that starting to use tobacco through smoking is bad is particularly if they've heard from adults and parents and we as a society, right, it is a crime for a person to smoke if they or rather to buy tobacco and abuse tobacco below the age of 18, right? And there are moves to increase the age even higher, even older, right? So they know, they know it's illegal and they know it is may not be good and they know whatever but there's a competing reward being offered in the form of uh, peer acceptance if they want to get into the in group right they need to smoke in order to belong (laughs) the cry of belongingness the need for belonging so It'll be a time where competing motivations come to the fore uh, a lot, right? So 
what offers them the better rewards would be listened to at the expense of even when they know of something at the expense of it they will not they will go for the one with the higher reward right so there's competing motivations so sometimes in dealing with them it's not so much about telling them don't you know it's bad for you they do <laughs> right but the motive the desire for reward in another area is perhaps even stronger. And so it's going to be tough to just approach it from a cognitive sense. Get it? So we would have to look at it from a holistic point of view. right? So that's a one level. When we approach it, we are already pre-armed or forewarned with that knowledge, we have to look out what are the competing motivations or the rewards being offered or being perceived by the teenager that will count. And we have to deal with them that way. So cognitive, logical, hard cold facts um, do, do not do not, you know, it they cannot compete with something else that is offered as a reward. Maybe it's more peer acceptance. Maybe it's the belief that they will appear cool. Maybe they, it will, no, they believe that they will get some other bigger reward than knowing that, oh, I do not mind sacrificing the fact that it will harm my body. I do not mind that because I don't feel that at, at the moment. Right, so competing motivations uh, is a big challenge that we face all the time. The next thing is that um, taking of risks. Now, we are not saying we help the teenager avoid all risks, no, because that doesn't stretch them. We are talking about the taking of unnecessary risk. But who is to decide or perceive what is necessary, right? From the point of view of the adult. It's clear, which is why we have rules, we have laws, we have regulations. But from the point of view of the teenager, it's always about pushing the envelope, right? So we want to make sure that the risk-taking doesn't lead to destruction or destructive habits, right? So we had to pull with that boundary. But I know it's going to be tough dealing with so many teenagers, telling them it is bad, it is not good, sometimes drives them to even want to try it because you said so. <laughs> and so uh, from my years of experience, I realize it is often that they would listen to someone who is caring, where they trust the messenger right? enough that they will accept the message if the messenger is someone they don't respect or is seen as being too authoritarian, chances are they will reject the message altogether because in our attempt to reach young people, we know for a fact that the messenger is often the message. Right? So when somebody they respect and somebody they know cares for, loves them, tells them that they may want to consider or reconsider because these are whatever 
the consequences. Um, it may soften their resolve to want to do that which is not positive. All right, so they, the teenager may think, mm, okay, I may take that advice because you say so. <laughs> All right, so it's it's um, no longer a cognitive logical presentation that will win them. Very seldom, very seldom, because risk taking is actually part of their developmental challenge, and if they can overcome it. They will learn how to take healthy risks when they grow up as adults and not become someone who is so risk-averse <laughs> that they will avoid risk altogether and not do anything. All right. So in this process of competing motivations and risk-taking, that will be considered normal in a teenager. And yet for some teens who would be at the outlying portion of the continuum, continuum, then they need special attention because they will always be pushing the boundaries. They will always be pushing the envelope really, really far beyond the age. And so, and so that's, those outliers need additional uh, attention and help. All right. So then coming back, wrapping up this very short segment about the cognitive uh, developmental challenge because as part of the developmental journey, the teenager would want to go for the motivation that fits his or her desire at the moment. And often it's about acceptance by their peers and therefore what their peers say may count more than what you parents say, okay? but don't take it personally. I, miss, I must remind you always. And do allow some portion of risk-taking to be done in their lives and that will be healthy risk. All right. Well, that's all I have for this episode, but I'm continuing this in the next episode because we'll be looking at some quick hot tips we can do in dealing with the cognitive development of our teenager. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really great having you on board. And if you have not already done so, be sure to visit me at drjohntan.com. That is drjohntan.com. While there, do subscribe to Every Youth Matters show. Also, if like me, you want your message to reach a wider audience online, do sign up at instantpodcastleader.com. That is I-N-S-T-A-N-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-L-E-A-D-E-R.com. Instantpodcastleader.com. If you do just that, you'll get a free ebook called Inspire, Connect and Elevate Your Online Reputation. So, till the next episode, remember... We're in it together for every youth matters.